Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show radio to open the heart, heal the soul and awaken the consciousness. Yes, it's going to get around 50 today. I don't know what it's going to do tomorrow. (laughs) Benny, how are you doing? I'm doing very well and uh, happy. Oh, well, I should say post because it's a day after, but uh, International Women's Day. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So big heart to you. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Betty, I love your big heart. You're welcome. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of people were posting some great stuff yesterday for International Women's Day. And yes, to all of those. Yes. Happy International Women's Day. I mean, to be honest, we couldn't have done it without you. (laughs) Well, there is that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying that too. Yeah. Yep. Well, here we are. We're in March. It's marching forward. I don't know what to say. Like, you know, sometimes <laughs> I work so far ahead in my calendar. I'm like, what month is it? What day is it? Right. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. What were you going to say about March? Oh, nothing at all. You you completely covered it. Marching along, getting through it. And um, yeah, yeah we're, the seasons are obviously changing. You can feel it. Yep. And, yep. Uh, yeah, a lot of love. Yeah, a lot of love, a lot of stuff going on in March and a lot of things coming up. So I am uh, Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis located right here in the greater Seattle area for a long time, 28 years, 29 years. Uh, I do have a Reiki masterclass coming up in April and I do have Temple of the Divine Feminine coming up on Saturday, um, March 18th, just before, I can't believe I'm saying this, the spring equinox. And hang on to your hats because boy, oh boy, do we have stuff going on. You can find out more about me and what I offer at ReikiOasis.com. You can schedule it, schedule.ReikiOasis.com. Don't miss out on Sunday meditations with Loretta, Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you miss it, just sign up. I'll send you a recording. Not a problem. So March, marching forward. (laughs) March Madness. I hope not. Anyway, this past week, we had a big, beautiful Virgo full moon. Wow. And one hour after that, Saturn moved from Aquarius into Pisces. And Saturn has been in Aquarius since the end of 2020. And it has done uh, some things with us. You could look back over that time period and go, wow, what was going on? Saturn, the planet of karma, moving into Pisces, a very mutable water sign for the next three years. And this is going to set us up for a new journey of karmic lessons. And please don't shudder when somebody says the word karma. The universe has great laws. One of them is the law of balance. And it really keeps track across your life and across lifetimes. And sometimes it just needs to be balanced, right? So expect to experience themes around spirituality artistic expression, relationships with boundaries, mental health. And then there's so many other things going on in the heavens. We're at a time of restructuring is what I call it. Lots of makes lots of new beginnings, times for new things. On March 9th through the 15th, a portal of healing energy is unlocked as Jupiter and Chiron align in Aries. This healing energy carries a fiery tone, helping us to push forward and leave the past in the past. Step over it, is what I like to say. Step over it. 
we may abruptly experience an awakening of some kind, and that's around the middle of this month, or we may finally decide we no longer wish to hold on to our past pains and troubles. That'd be lovely. We can't always escape our pains, but under this energy, we may finally surrender to the idea that we have to move on by honoring our pain, allowing it to guide us forward into a brighter future. And Jupiter's presence can help us to focus on the silver linings to make the most of our circumstances and move forward. And I got to tell you, a lot of my clients are like, you know, I'm ready. Let's just do this thing, Loretta. Let's move forward. And I love that energy. On March 11th, Venus is conjunct Eris, a dwarf planet known as the sister of Mars. She carries bold, fiery, courageous energy, helping to unlock the full power of the female spirit. And at her core, Eris is a fearless, protective, and radical energy that can help to inspire revolutions. As Eris and Venus come together, we have a strengthening of the goddess energy. So we may feel a boost to our feminine expression. We may feel more intuitive, more determined to make a stand with something. And if you're looking to welcome more feminine energy into your life or need support when it comes to expressing or exploring your femininity, this energy will send waves of support. And it's absolutely perfect with uh, what Benny said about International Women's Day. We always have to honor the masculine and the feminine. They do work together. Um, so it's a great energy. And I just want to make a quick note, um, just kind of to get you to tune in for my shows for the rest of the month, because on March 15 to 16, we have a triple conjunction with the Sun, Neptune, and Mercury aligning in Pisces. On the 17th, Venus in Aries squares Pluto and Capricorn. It's one of the last alignments Pluto will make as it near, nears the end of its decades-long journey through Capricorn. Yeah, for 10 years, Capricorn, 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 but it's moving Pluto and Venus uh, are going to trigger relationship issues. So it might highlight, highlight power struggles. Remember, this is on the personal and the collective worldwide, right? All, all, all platforms. And whenever Pluto's energy is involved, it's calling us to dig deeper. And of course, we're going into the Pluto return for the United States. So what does Pluto aligning with Venus say? Be guided by your heart, my dear listeners, your heart, your heart of hearts. Hmm. Then we're going to have the spring equinox on the 20th. We have an Aries new moon on the 21st. And on March 23rd, we have the biggest cosmic event of the year. Pluto will dip its toes into Aquarius for a few months. But this is an entrance to a brand new cycle we're going to be working with for the next two decades. As Pluto gets ready to enter Aquarius, it's wrapping up its lessons and its journey in Capricorn, which it's been there since 2008. So if you can remember that far back, just kind of take a look at what was happening back then. What is happening now? Do we have any repeating themes? And remember, we are not here to repeat the past. Hopefully, we are here to do it completely different. Yes, and step into abundance and wealth and joy and happiness. My guest today, I'm so excited she's here. 
Uh, she's been on my show before, Corinne Grillo. She's just a, a wonderful woman. She's the author of Angel Wealth Magic and the Angel Experiment. She is a Chicano, a Puerto Rican mother. Oh, yeah. A licensed psychotherapist, a visionary leader, inspirational speaker, proprietor of the Casa Condor Retreat Center in Mount Shasta, California. And Corinne offers online trainings and authentic spiritual leadership, nature immersions. I want to go right now. Intuitive healing arts, in-person training. She's dedicated her life to sharing the life-changing gifts she received after learning to work with angels. Hi, Corinne. How are you? I'm great, Loretta. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, I love it. I love your background so much. And... Um, isn't that Isis? There she oh, is. Yeah. And here she is right here. No way. Uh, I always wear my Isis necklace from Egypt. Yeah. Oh, so great. It happens. I know. We have these things. I, I have this lovely book called Angel Wealth Magic. And Corin, I am so excited you're here today. I, I, I'm just going to start by saying this. One of my, um, I guess it's my Hobby horses are one of my missions in life is to create conscious wealth. People who are awake, people who are, I think you say, heart-centered, who have money. And I did say the M word, money. So for everybody okay. out there, shake a little bit, because we're going to really, we really need to talk about this. Um, I have always looked at, at uh, I come from pretty much poverty background. I know you do too. Mm -hmm. And trying to figure out what our relationship with money has kind of problematic. So um, yeah, where would you like to start? <laughs> I want to jump right in, right? I know, me yeah. too. I mean, I, we can start anywhere. But yeah, thanks for, ah. for seeing that up front, which is, um, I find like, it, it's so important. I, I get the nudge from spirit even more and more now to, to really speak openly about the M word and to really encourage folks to reframe their relationship, especially heart-centered folks, because we require economic power in a system like this if we are to shift the balance and create the world that we know is possible inside of our hearts. Yeah, I like many people, you know, have struggled as a quote, woo-woo queen. <laughs> I always hesitate. You can't really use the word healer, right? You know, but a spiritual worker, you know, we've, we've heard these things forever that, well, you know, you shouldn't charge for those things and, you know, you've got to, you know, whatever. And um, I just want you to talk about that for a minute and kind of help release us from that. Yeah, I mean, there's so much I can say around that issue, but uh, fundamentally, even in my own journey, what spirit has to say to people about this um, recently is that it is none of our faults that we exist in a system that is a capitalistic system. And, uh, you know, the kinds of system that we live in wasn't in existence when these ideas or concepts about money came into being. And so coming to grips with the fact that we require, in many cases, an excessive amount of cash in order to not just thrive, but survive and also to fund the um, the causes that we want to fund. Um, but we have to really look at 
this assumption that we make that money and wanting, desiring more is somehow greedy, is somehow unspiritual, because uh, by believing those things, we X ourselves and negate ourselves out of the game. And of course, God is free for everyone, but our time is valuable, just as valuable as a doctor. I mean, I've witnessed miracles and, and our students creating miracles. And, and um, if we are to do our work full time, we need to be funded for that. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> the obvious question is, so why do angels care about wealth and money? And will they really help us? Yeah. So angels, from my experience, they care about anything that we care about. And angels historically, even before religions, have supported humanity in thriving. Um, we even have cave paintings of benevolent beings supporting humanity, teaching them how to, you know, farm and, you know, find buffalo and things like this. So humans have always worked with spirit. And, you know, money is just a form of wealth, but it is just a form of currency. But those currencies have always existed. Shelter, food, water. Spirit has always helped us with this. So the fact that the human makes a difference in their mind between money and other things doesn't mean that spirit makes a difference between it because they don't. That's a great comment. I, I really love that. Uh, I, I want to uh, back up just one step, just in case. Some of my listeners don't know who you are, and I will refer them to the previous show, which, oh my goodness, I don't even know what that was. Maybe 2019? I'm guessing. It could have been uh, 2019, uh, even 2020. Might have been. It, it could have yeah. been. Yeah, way back there somewhere. Um, but could you uh, kind of, I'm going to ask you a question. Y you come from a background where angels were not really like your normal <laughs> day to day. <laughs> you didn't get up in the morning and go, hi, angels, how are you doing? Um, what was it that happened that that convinced you without a shadow of a doubt that there is such a thing as angels? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm not a religious person. And um, I've kind of always been curious about spirituality, but it was more kind of like a hobby thing or my eyes would light up if I saw like a ghost hunter show or something like that. Um, but it essentially I witnessed a miracle um, brought on by the angels by speaking to the angels. I witnessed a miracle. I, I witnessed a, a bird with a broken wing divide into three healthy birds and fly after I asked the angels to take them out of their suffering. And I had only been introduced to angels for about three days. Um, so, and I was still not even sure that they were real. So that moment told me that uh, angels are real. There's something going on behind the veil here that I probably need to take more seriously. And it is beyond this woo woo. Uh, uh, what do I want to call it? You know, kind of cool, fun, little hobby. It is powerful and supremely powerful. And, uh, and, you know, for me, it, it, it just lit a fire inside of me that I didn't previously have. I started hearing a different voice inside of me. I started seeing life through, a more beautiful lens, seeing my own life through a beautiful lens, because prior to that week, I had suffered with depression for about 20 years. And, and back then, my only prayer was every morning wishing that this day would be my last. So that dramatically changed once the angels came in. Um, I love your story so much. And I encourage people to get your first book right. And also to 
um, you know, more details around that because this to me is, is one of those things. I don't know. Some people use the word demonstration, right? A demonstration of the reality of things, but you said something so lovely there. Um, yeah, a lot of people get into things and it's sort of like a little hobby and I have my little angel statues and I like to think about it and I have a crystal, you know, I wear it, my underwear, you know, whatever. And this idea that this is real and it's very powerful and I'm going to use another M word and it's magic, right? Pure magic. It is pure magic. It is. And again, you know, the, the reason why we think of these things as somehow margin, we've marginalized these things in our brains, things like magic, things like angels is because we, you know, quite frankly, have grown up uh, in a, in a society that has been highly indoctrinated um, to negate a very natural part of our lives, our, the, our mystical nature, our divine feminine nature. And I'm not saying feminine in the just women way, obviously right. that mystical nature is really <laughs> makes the difference between belief systems and actual stepping into a magical current where you're in communion and in relationship with life itself and the beings that express through life itself. You can call them angels. You can call them ancestors. There's a lot of different ways that a human can wrap their minds around it. But if you look traditionally in every single one of our lineages, no matter what continent we're from, our people are from, we knew this to be true. We practiced creating allies out of invisible forces. Um, but somewhere down the line, we just got off track, you know, and we're taught that it's all uh, evil when in fact it is natural and medicine and a gift to us from our creator. Um, you know, so yeah, there's all kinds of names you can use for what I would call the unseen helpers, right? Mm -hmm. What set, sets angels apart from other unseen helpers like spirit guides or things like that? Or, or do we need to make that distinction? Um, I don't know if we need to make the distinction, but we can. Um, something that I like to really look at when it comes to angels is that angels, what the name really means is messengers. And so there's a variety of kinds of messengers out there. There's winged creatures, there's trees, there's, there's the clouds, there's the sun, and there's ancestors. And so many of us have been cut off from our lineage and taught that talking to our ancestors is evil, which is when you really think about it, super bizarre, because they're <laughs> literally saying talking to family is evil. Now that's true when they're still in the body. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to agree, but family members are way more dangerous in the body, <laughs> outside of the body. And you know what I'm talking about, Loretta? I do have a large family. <laughs> Run from the in-body ancestors and, but the ones that are out of body, say hello. They're here to support and help. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard. I, uh, I'm not going to go into my big story on the air, but I just want to throw this in because I had a very profound experience at the beginning of the year that, oh, those that know me know, but all it did was. Uh, emphasized to me in no uncertain terms that my mother, my grandmother, and my great grandmother hang out with me. 
and 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 they're still sort of instructing me from the other side in a very loving way, but it was without a doubt real, and I just went, <laughs> right? So cute. Yeah, yeah. I know that's gonna. People are gonna go, Loretta. I go. I'll do a show sometime and share it with you. But I'm not gonna. Oh, go totally. It right it's now. so amazing. <laughs> And people don't realize that their ancestors are literally like their closest family members are super hanging out and they can, you know, when you learn how to really work with them and talk to them, um, they can make incredible things happen, open up incredible roads for us as well. So I, I'm, I'm all about all the allies. Cause when I came into the angels, you know, my, my vision kind of opened up and my, my, uh, clairsentience, especially I could feel presences with me, um, and the thing is, is that it has been so much more love than anything I could have imagined in my mind or from whatever religious tradition was speaking, you know, whatever I was learning here and there, you know. So uh, I got a, I got a question for you. Um, I know that you had this experience and it was quite a while ago with the bird. And you were a, a practicing psychotherapist, I believe, at the time, and you totally changed your life into this other realm, which, by the way, I applaud you for, for doing that and having the courage to do that. But your your relationship with the angels um, it grew and, and blossomed when you, and it's kind of a personal question, I don't even know if you can answer it. So every day when you get up, do you say, who's here? Who wants to work with me? Do you call them uh, on purpose? Because you have a list of maybe 33 angels in this book, Angel Wealth yeah. Magic. And you have other lots of angels in your other book, too. Yeah. Uh, how does that work for you? Um, it's interesting because, uh, yeah, if I'm really specifically working on, um, uh, let's say something's happening in my life where I really need a serious opening, then I do more the ritualistic approach, which is the thing that I you know, talk about in my books. Um, but in the morning, it's like, hey, guys, it's really informal. <laughs> and, and then if there's, you know, if there's questions or queries, but usually when I when I pray now, I go outside and, and I just kind of take in the love uh, that's there. And I just, there's such a multiplicity that I'm aware of, that uh, picking one or the other, I mean, it's just all good medicine. So, uh, but every once in a while, still, uh, especially if I'm working with clients or, um, you know, creating a new program or an offering, or I'm doing retreats over there, I get specific allies coming in uh, to come and hold hold the space, depending on who I'm working with and the group and what what the medicine it is that they need. Yeah, I love how you said that the medicine they need. So, angel wealth magic. Can you tell us what? what brought you to writing this book? What, how was it, how was it conceived and birthed? Yeah, well, um, during, it was during COVID where, uh, you know, right during lockdown, my kids were home all of a sudden and, you know, I'm a CEO. My, my, my work is pretty intense as far as the work that I do. It's very, um, you know, I, it's work. And I mean, it takes up a lot of time. It's fun work, but it takes a lot up a lot of time. So I made the conscious decision to reduce some of my hours and, uh, and I let my husband know, and I, I just said, okay, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to not launch, launch this particular program, but I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to do some magic around it, some angel magic. And so I did some research to find some ancient an angels <clears throat> that have traditionally been used by Western magicians over the last few thousand years. 
So I did some research and I set up this like thing and I, I did it. I performed it. I wasn't expecting the sum that I asked for because it was for me a ginormous amount to, to request. And, and they delivered <clears throat> and they delivered so powerfully within two weeks that it was, it just knocked our, our, our socks off me and my husband. And uh, when I was outside giving offerings and just being in full gratitude for how supported and how supported our family is by spirit, they let me know essentially that I'm not meant to keep this particular financial miracle to myself. I have to share the process. So that's where the book came from. I love this so much. Uh, So you just say, honey, I'm, I'm just going to not work so much. I'm going to throw some magic around and then this and he's like sure honey whatever and well, then- <laughs> essentially yes and here's why because I've been doing this for over 10 years and he knows that when I decide something <laughs> don't even just get out of the way let her do her work she, she works in mysterious ways <laughs> I love it and in the book you do share this and you do give the amount and it's it's your information, whether you want that on the air or not, but it is, a, in my opinion, a significant amount of money. It was. And then, and then you took this and you, you put together, in my opinion, like I'm doing this, right. I'm going to do this. I'll let you know what happens. Um, so I think we're all at a place where we can always up level, you know, what it, whatever it is we're doing, but you put together this lovely 11 day wealth ritual. You also have like, in my opinion, the step-by-step, like, what do we do? How do we get ready to do this? Where where does our mind need to be? And you talk about the things that we're definitely going to talk about. Um, but you you took this, you created this, and you have had other people do this with result. With some pretty serious results. Yes. Yes. So the first time, the first time I I created an environment to offer it to other people was in a classroom setting. And um, there's 25 out of 25 folks within two months, we had amassed a half a million dollars. Yeah. People were like, they couldn't even believe it. Some of it was so out of the blue. A lot of it was so out of the blue. And so I, I, I was like, yeah, okay, great. It's not just me then. (laughs) So we're making a book out of it, but yeah, even when this book came out, I still get emails almost every day. Hey, I got this check for (laughs) $20,000. I don't know. I, you know, is this money that I forgot about 15 years ago and here it is, you know? Uh, So Lots of interesting stories. In that first group of people, there was a man who actually, he he let me know within six months, who attracted $2 million of donations for his church. And it was significantly larger than any donation he had ever received. And he's, you know, he he's the leader of a, of a church. I love this. It's yeah. so timely. Yeah, I, I'm so I want to thank you again for writing this book already. And I know that a lot of my clients have been talking about um, what are my money blocks? Why can't I have money? Um, or they'll say, well, I'm I'm praying for abundance or joy or whatever. And and that is part of it. But, you know, I always say ask, ask for money. Actually say that, right? It's okay. So, um, yes. Yeah. So we're going to take a little station break, but I want to, I want to tell people Angel, Wealth, Magic, Corin Grillo, go get the book right now. You know where to find it, right? You can always find it off all the major booksellers. By the way, I just want to throw this out there. 
uh, please support your local uh, small businesses if you can. And, you know, of course, you can go to the big A company, but um, that's not the angel company. <laughs> Although maybe it could be, Corin, maybe, you know, angel bookstore. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> Um, but this is Loretta Brown. Um, so much love. My guest today, Corinne Grillo. We're going to take a little station break. Don't go away because when we come back, we're going to talk about what are some of the blocks to your money? What are some of the, quote, demons that we need to watch out for? And what is a banishing ritual? Yeah, we'll be right back. What's one of your favorite memories? Hmm, let's see. Well, there was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. I mean, when you're sitting on the beach, it's so peaceful and you sort of forget there's a whole other world under there just full of all kinds of life. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. They kind of reminded me of tropical birds. They were so bright and colorful, just darting all over the place like birds in the sky. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Alternative Talk 1150 is your sports organization's safe bet when it comes to airing your team's games. Our players are all seasoned professionals when it comes to sports programming. Imagine your games being heard on local radio. Your team deserves the MVP treatment. Call 425-653-1150 today to learn how affordable and fun it is to broadcast your games on the radio. Call 425-653-1150 and make your next season something special. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Woohoo! Once again, Betty, you are the DJ of the cosmic reality. Thank you. You're quite You're welcome. I'm amongst <laughs> angels, so. <laughs> Betty Angel, I love it. That sounds like a song. Doesn't that sound like a song? Yeah. yeah, I think it is. You're the artist. You can come up with one. I could. I know. I am getting my music out there. Oops. I said it. Uh oh. <laughs> That's scary, but here we go. Anyway, welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show. And I'm just a little bit too relaxed probably this morning. I'll 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 up it a little bit. I want to remind you that um you can find these shows. They are archived at the KKNW 1150 AM archives for the original Loretta Brown show. We're on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, Twitter, YouTube. Mega, what is it, Benny? I'll have it next time. But all kinds of social media platforms, and you can download the shows and listen to them over and over. And there are literally years of shows. It's megaphone. Megaphone. 
It's what like, is wrong? I don't with know. You? Like I, that's that that's you... two weeks in a row. I, I mean, we want to give <laughs> shout out, but it's like megaphone. Maybe you could do it like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a megaphone. Yeah, set it right next to you. You know, megaphone. Yeah. Uh, what's funny about that is that I kind of was once upon a time, someone said your your mouth is like a megaphone. So I should be able to remember that. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, please check out all the other shows. You can listen to this show with Corinne Grillo over and over again. And of course, we're talking about angel wealth magic. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what keeps us from stepping into that? What are some of the wealth demons that we need to watch out for? And what do we do about it? Yeah. So, so yeah, in the book, I, I kind of lay out some of the biggest demons that I've seen confront and attack some really nice people with incredible gifts and great ideas, but no matter what they did, um, some of these demons come and, and sneak up on us. So I, I think, you know, based on what we talked about earlier, w- one one of the biggest ones is the, the shame beast. Um, and sometimes shame is so sneaky because we don't identify shame as being the reason why we're not doing or receiving more and we're not magnetizing more. But when you think about what the posture of shame does, it makes us kind of roll our shoulders, bow our heads, be a little bit more demure and make ourselves smaller. So when you think about that, let's put it in the context of entrepreneurship. I know a lot of heart-centered people, let's talk like, let's just talk about healers. That's an easy one to go for. Healers are so humble, right? So they don't, they're, they're, a lot of them feel shame to uh to charge for what their time is worth and their the worth you know the value that they offer sometimes they mistake being shy uh as an actual thing inside of them as opposed to just old trauma that an old messaging that's making them smaller than they should so it's not really shy it's shame um, people who say they don't like sales and marketing, uh, really, when you really dig into that one, why don't you like sales? Well, it's freaking embarrassing to ask for what you want. So if we've been indoctrinated in particular, females have a hard time asking for what we want and what we're worth. And that is how we've been puppeted by this beast of shame. And, um, although, you know, some people, you know, when they get to that section, it's like, oh, the demons, uh, and they want me to name some of the classical demons, but the demons that I see that are really coming yeah. to punk us for this are the inner demons. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself how often um, clients will come to me and it is, it is usually women talking about how they need to make more money with whatever it is they're doing and they can't, they don't know how to ask for it or um, they're and forgive me, the male counterparts are still getting paid more for the same jobs than the women are. And then also, um, we could bring in ethnicity, right? You know, you're a, a brown woman in a world where you have figured out, and by the way, I just want to say yes to that, right? Yes. And um, yes. It, I, I feel like it's time for us to break through all of these feelings. Yes. <laughs> and to really, to really, during the break, up. you called them 
condoms. I'm going to say that on the air. Sorry. <laughs> we, we, we are. Yeah. I, I actually say it in the book. It's like it, having invisible, uh, an invisible condom, you try to make forward progress, but then you get that, that resistance and that resistance is a lot of different things. And I go through some of the main ones in the book and I also offer different angels to help act as tonics to kind of resolve some of this old unconscious energy that's might be puppeting us in one way or the other, but I do uh, really want to impress upon people to to really review how they view themselves. What mask have you been wearing that is limiting you, your belief about who you think you are versus who you actually are underneath it? Because I am a introvert and I am also quote unquote shy, but it turns out I'm neither of those things. <laughs> I was just traumatized <laughs> and ashamed of myself. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, I'm right there with you. Absolutely. Right. Same thing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting with this also because I will also hear a lot from people about how they don't feel like they're good enough or um, they make some sort of an attempt and it doesn't go anywhere and then they fall back and they feel worse than they did before. Right. Oh, yes. and, and there's always that other person over there that's, you know, flying to the moon and 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 you're like well i might as well just sit down and eat cheetos you know watch <laughs> I'll just right? grab a freaking sandwich and a beer just i'll just yeah. be here on the couch well you need anything i'm over here i'm i'm good by the way i'm good i'm right? good. We're really good yeah we're not really yeah good. yeah so that that particular demon you know the i'm not good enough i call that in the book the i suck demon and, uh, you know, it, that that just manifests in a lot of different ways. And a lot of the, these demons are attached to shame at the core. They're attached to shame. But when we when we kind of back down, um, you know, like successful entrepreneurs that have made millions that are self self-made. It's they might have the voice of I suck or this might fail, but it doesn't stop them. And that's the, really the only key. You don't have to have it all together. You don't even have to have all of these demons solved. You just have to be able to see them and and watch, okay, I see you, and just keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to ask you a question. You know, sometimes people come to me and they say, Loretta, I, I swear to God, I'm cursed. Can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just true. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, uh, yeah. I mean, curses are real. And, uh, and I, I mean, from what I, from what I've experienced and seen, but curses come in a lot of different shapes and sizes. Sometimes you're, are, you are cursed, but the number one predator of the curses is often our own mind because our mental, our mental capacity, we don't understand our power. We, we truly don't, not to sound like a new age cliche, cause I don't, I did not, it's just, we don't understand our power and we take this self doubt as if we're just allowed to just talk, talk smack about ourselves in our head. And what that does is it closes down, it closes down portals to, to more, to more love, to more wealth, to more abundance. So we have to watch how we're thinking about ourselves and what we've taken for granted as this thought that's puppeting, that keeps on coming around. Just think of it as not you. It is a demon that is coming through your brain. So we are cursing ourselves Every time we go down those roads and stay there, um, 
And yeah, there's also folk, folk, folk curses. All of our people came from yeah. curses. I mean, came from people that knew about curses. And so you might have some ancestral stuff that you can just ask, ask angels and ask spirit to just resolve for you as well. Yeah, I love that because I, I do believe that um, sometimes we will get into a pattern of, of cursing ourselves, right? By if, if we were told, well, you know, I think our family is cursed three generations ago, you know, nobody has any money, blah, blah, blah. And, and not realizing that, yes, you actually are in a position right now, you have the power to ask for that to be removed. And you also can change your mindset so that you understand it's gone, right? It's gone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We we have the authority and we have the allyship. You know, when you're rolling with angels, when you're enlisting the help of of your benevolent beings of ancestors or whatever, yeah, there's a lot that can change, but yeah, we are really powerful. We could just make a choice that that was true in the past, not true anymore, and really commit to kind of moving in a in a different direction. And asking for the good medicine, asking what medicine do I need to help cure this? What kind of medicine do I need um, to help to help cure? Yeah. So, what is the banishing ritual? You have this in your book. The banishing ritual is actually great medicine for curses <laughs> and for just about any kind of negativity. Um, so, banishing ritual is a traditional magical practice that you know magical folk, in one way or the other, have done for from the beginning of time. And it's essentially creating a sacred circle around yourself where you're pushing out bad, bad juju and uh, so that you have a nice, clear space. So if you're feeling like a lot of people are impasse and they take on other people's crap, right? So if you're, you feel funky a lot and you know that you're an empath, a banishing ritual is a really fun way to invoke the archangels in six different directions to really hold the field of awesomeness around you. Um, but again, not quite a new new age practice, ancient traditional methods. And again, our people, all of our people celebrated and knew the power of the circle and also knew the power of the circle and the cross. So the banishing ritual works with that fundamental symbol um, to banish. So we, I always start a banishing ritual before I do any magical operation. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that. Um, so in your book, uh, Angel Wealth Magic, you have a lot of angels listed in there. Do you want to talk about any one of them in particular? Well, any... yeah, I mean, there's some really good ones in there. Okay. There's, there's, there's angels that of course help you attract fast cash, but there's also angels in there that help with uh, the success mindset that help you feel more confident, that will help you feel less ashamed. I mean, essentially all of these little thorny areas, I gave, I gave angels for that uh, so that you can work with them to help smooth those rough edges out. Um, I guess the, the one that's coming right now is, is Archangel, Archangel Jophiel, or, or some people say Yophiel. And Yophiel is the angel of beauty. Um, and we don't necessarily identify beauty with wealth, but if your mind is cluttered with toxic beliefs, beautifying that landscape helps open up the portals to beauty, to wealth, to all the things that we desire, to more love. So Jophiel, I often see them with flowers just reminding us of beauty, but this, this archangel can make a huge impact in your heart. Um, 
and just how you feel in general about yourself, your body, uh, and can also, uh, just side note, make you extremely um, magnetic and appear beautiful, even when you feel not beautiful. So (laughs) I've had some really extraordinary experiences with this. So So just do not underestimate the power of this particular angel. Do you, do you want to give us an example? I was actually thinking, okay, so I get up, it's a bad hair day. I'm like, Archangel Jophiel, hello. Oh gosh. Okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you just, I was, uh, I was dating, I was dating and you know, if you've ever had like kind of a bad everything day, like you just feel yeah. yucky, bloated, just, so I was like, I don't even want to go to this thing. And then I, I remembered, oh wait, angels. Okay. Let's see, let's see what happens. So I did my invocation of uh, Jophiel. I asked, you know, help me just be beautiful, at least project beauty, <laughs> since I'm not going to feel beautiful anytime soon. Yeah. And so I hop in the car and I start driving to this date. And there's this, there's a man in an SUV. He seems to speed up and looks over at me and I'm not wearing anything too fancy or anything. And was like, <laughs> he waves at me. And I was like, okay, that's so peculiar because it's like, he went out of his way to come and say hi to me. And let me just say, Loretta, I've never, ever been that girl where people are like, wow, she just oozes something sexual, right? Like, no. Okay. But then that's not the weird part. Then the weirdest part is a semi truck (laughs) comes up on the lane and does a honk, honk, honk. And he waves at me. And I (laughs) I was like, okay, thank you, Jopio. I think I got the message. (laughs) I'm rocking some serious beauty. I might not feel it. That the illusion is complete. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that story so much. It was so weird. It was yeah. so weird. And it was like back to back, like, yeah. like right after it, like one right after another. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, one thing I want to say to the listening audience and, and you know, Angel Wealth Magic, please get this book, go through it, give it a try. And, and even your other book, but I, I, I say to people, you know, you don't have to be super spiritual and religious. And I know you would say this too. Why don't you just be a little curious? Why don't you just give it a try? And I don't know, something might happen, right? Yeah. Like you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. That is my entire point. Cause I was not a believer when I encountered them. I don't think it's a requirement that you believe. I don't. Because I'm living proof that you do not have to believe in order for the angels to come in and kind of smack you, smack you into reality or the other reality. But yeah, keeping an open mind is key, just as like a scientist or like an observer, like a laboratory experiment. Just why not see what happens? Yeah. So is there anything we can do right in this moment to open those doorways to be more wealthy? Are we already talking about it? Yes. Um, what they're showing me now is the capacity of your heart and, uh, angels work through the heart. They work through the mind, but the more that you consciously choose to open your heart in, in life, even if you're struggling, even if you've been through a lot, they're saying open your heart and also be willing to receive good because a lot of us, when your heart's closed from trauma or, you know, the way that things have gone in the last few years, a lot of people are walking around with like tight hearts and they're saying, um, just opening up your heart so that you can receive the love and the medicine that is already there for you is, um, is true wealth is true. wealth. uh, so they want 
folks who are struggling right now to know that they're real and to invite them into your heart to help open it up so you can feel better and feel love, peace, and also vitality. Would it be possible for you to actually sort of, I don't know, invoke angels right now for us that are listening? Sure, let's do it. Okay, because I, I, it was so clear and I got goosebumps, please. Yeah. So Loretta, is there anything in particular we would like to focus on, you know, what would we like to bring into your community here? Wealth. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this is good. Let's Wealth. Yeah. Well, and so since we started with the heart, they started talking about the heart. Let's go into our heart. Put your awareness there. You can even put your hand there if you have a hard time connecting with that space. And they're telling me to tell you, everyone, to breathe all the way down into your deeper part of the belly. They say they move energy through, through your breath. And so creator of all that is. And the six powerful archangels, we ask that you hold a beautiful bubble of protection around us in all directions. And we call on the angels of wealth and any wealth allies that we know about or don't know about. We ask that you come and open our hearts to be able to receive the full bounty of our lives. We ask that you help us learn that every day is a ceremony. Every day is a wealth ceremony. And we ask that you influence our eyes to help see wealth manifest in everything that we touch and see. Help us experience the feeling of what it means to be extraordinarily wealthy on all levels of our being. Thank you, Spirit, for coming. And so everybody, just breathe. You just breathe and allow your body to relax and welcome the angels in to make any adjustments that are going to be in your best good to help open you more to the, the vibrations of wealth. And to they're saying to embody wealth. So they're showing every cell of our bodies now with like open mouths. Every cell has a mouth and it's drinking in the light. These high frequencies of light that, that are coming from the center, central heart of the cosmos. They're showing this point or this access in the cosmos as um, fundamental in our nature. So a few more breaths, we invite you in. And the key to angel work is just noticing any shift that happens. You might see, um, a, feel a little brighter or notice brighter, a brighter texture of light behind your eyeballs. Uh, you might feel um, cool or tingles or more peace, more relaxed. Sometimes people feel like a blanket getting wrapped around them of goodness. They're now saying uh, joy, uh, that joy is possible for you. And they're showing me parts of the heart that are closed. They're asking you to specifically open your heart to more joy. And they're saying that you already have everything that you need as, as you always have. And celebrating that and that's, they're connecting it to ceremony. Like every moment is sacred. 
Thank you, spirit. Thank you, angels. And so when you feel like that work is complete, you can bring yourself, you know, back. You can touch your little leggies and, you know, get into your body, wiggle around a little bit. And just, again, half of it is just noticing any little shift, any message, any new thought or feeling. And a lot of times you can just write down anything that happened for you afterwards. Um, how was that for you, Loretta? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um um, I'm just going to share that my heart just opened like crazy. And I had this, such a desire for everyone to be wealthy and to be able to bring their gifts to do what it is they really want to do, because that is taken care of. And then uh, even while you were talking about every cell with its mouth open, I saw all these little dollar bill signs with wings in every cell. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the fractal <laughs> and I just lit up so I feel lighter I feel better thank you so much I feel blessed oh thank, thank you. you well you are blessed uh, yes oh, you are. And we all are yes yeah how wonderful so, they have so, one quick message for folks yes please do they, they want to know that um being generous with yourself being generous with others and sharing your own beauty with others also helps open up the pathway. And they're also saying that the things that are most beautiful with you are some of the things that you resist. So uh, look into those sneaky little places and, and to be generous with the medicine that you carry and that you bring. Yeah. And I love you talking about how we carry our medicine. I talk about that too. Um, yeah. It is our light that we are afraid of our beauty and is it okay to bring it out there? Um, is it too vulnerable, right? Yeah. Is it okay? Will it be received? All of those things. Yeah. So Corin Grillo, you do such amazing work with people. Your beautiful book, Angel Wealth Magic. I want to read the subtitle, Simple Steps to Hire the Divine and Unlock Your Miraculous Financial Flow. Where can people find you? Um, what do you offer them? And your last word, we have one minute. Yes. Well, you can find me on my website, corengrillo.com. I'm also uh, on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm trying to promote TikTok. Um, and uh, yeah, I do, you know, I do some retreats out there. And go, you were going to say something, Loretta? Yeah, I saw that TikTok about the person, excuse me, everybody who farts in a jar and makes money. I, you saw that? I saw that. Never mind. That's my rally cry. <laughs> Never mind. Please close up. Yeah, please finish. Do stuff like that. You know, but my the main things that I do is teach people how to really open up to their authentic connection, their intuition, and to be guided into those peculiar places in their life and to make those actions that align with their soul but may not make sense to their to, to their mind at the time. So um, all things good. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, and yeah, angel wealth magic. I think it's time for all of us beautiful conscious people to become wealthy and help change our world. Corinne Grillo, love to you from my heart to yours. From my uh, angels to you. yours. Thank, thank you so you, much love. for being on my show. <laughs> <laughs>